This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source, like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess, it's about reclaiming your life. And that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. A licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. Spreading freedom across the nation. This is the Buck Sexton Show. Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut. We've got uh, Freestyle Friday today, and I can say because I've already told you that this week is my last full week with the Blaze. Uh, this is our last Freestyle Friday, guys. I know it is. Not uh, with it's not without sadness on my end that I say that. Uh, it is our last Freestyle Friday and my last official day on the Blaze Radio uh, will be this coming Thursday, March 16th. So I will be uh, with you until the 16th and then I'll be on, well, I'm already on every night and I hope you'll continue to join me after the Blaze show, my Blaze show ends. On Buck Sexton with America Now, you can go on iTunes and download, subscribe to the podcast, download it, and if you can listen live, the iHeartMedia app or iHeartRadio app rather is great. Uh, iHeartRadio app, and uh, there's a number. We're on a hundred stations, roughly, uh, so there might be a local station you can listen in on if you can. Please do, and I'm hoping you all will call in, and uh, that Team Buck will be as much a huge part of that show as you have all been for the uh, the current show that I am uh, I'm doing or the, the new show rather that I'll be doing have been doing on the on premiere side so um, well you know what I'm saying you'll you'll be an integral part of it I kind of lost myself there for a second so yeah this is uh this is our last freestyle Friday and uh, here I am now uh, talking to you and right uh, I figured sorry I'm just a lot of thoughts a lot of things coming to mind right now um, I figured that Part of what would happen in the next few days, obviously you heard the last couple of days I've been doing this, would be uh, story time. I would just share with you some thoughts. Um, and if you want the daily uh, analysis of news and, and that content, sort of more standard Freedom Hunt Radio content that uh, you know built this show, uh, I'll be doing that six to nine. As some of you have probably figured out, I, I just I, I don't have the full bandwidth to go all I mean vocally I just don't have the bandwidth to go for five hours every day some people maybe can uh, doing a solo radio show for five hours a day I just I can do conversation conversational radio with you at noon and then uh, 
you know, a, a slightly more mellow tone, same level of intellectual rigor, of course, and content. Uh, and then at, at, at night, you know, I'm able to, uh, cause at least then I know afterwards if my voice is gone, I can sleep and, and hopefully get it back. So, uh, here I am with you. It is our last freestyle Friday and, uh, our last, our last show, as I said, in the Freedom Hut with the Blaze will be on the third or the sixteenth of March, which is almost, I think, uh, four years. Well, I was going to say to the week, but that's I don't know if that's true. I, I, it's it's a solid four years since I started doing the Saturday radio show. So here we are. It's taken me four years to go from a Saturday show on radio to. Um, to now where I'm on national syndication and I have all of you to thank for that. I've been saying it the last few days, but I really do mean it. Uh, so I just wanted to put that out there. And then there is, the, there's some parts of me that felt a little bit like I wanted to share thoughts about uh, media in general, working in it, doing it, what it's been like for me up to this point. I don't know if I'll ever get the chance again to do a broadcast where I can just freestyle with my thoughts on this whole media game and tell you what I see happening and what's going on here. And so I thought for this Friday, I'll be with you next week for uh, at least a few days, uh, for sure. So, um, and I will be telling you, of course, to please do transition with me uh, to the show at Premier Radio Networks, which is called Buck Section with America Now. So I'm really hoping that everyone listening to this show will join me at least in podcast form, if not live, uh, for my six to nine Eastern show going forward. Uh, because it it means a lot to me to have uh, you listening. Because those of you who have been with me from the start, you know, you feel like family. So uh, on on media, I guess that was where I wanted to take this for a little while. Uh, I get a fair number of requests from people, um, and maybe now I'm doing this in part so I can direct them. I can say, download my Friday, March 10th, 2017 radio show, and every all these questions, I, I will try to uh, address them. So. This is, in a sense, uh, an ask Buck anything, but I'm just going over questions in my head that I've been asked many, many times, usually in written form, usually on Facebook, about all of this. The first layer of all this is, how do you transition? So on media is kind of the, uh, the title for today's Freestyle Friday. And, and then people ask me, well, how do you transition from the intelligence community to uh, working in media? And the answer is, I really don't know because it wasn't my plan. I can tell you how it happened for me. Uh, I can tell you what my sense of you know, my whole process was. And I've told you before, I don't want to go over the same story. And, and I, I, do, I do worry and I, I will try to avoid this risk of, of becoming self-indulgent for these last uh, you know, few shows I'm doing with you all here on the Blaze Radio. Um, I, I don't want this to turn into just Buck getting to you know, wax philosophical, but I have a level of comfort with all of you listening uh, over the years now. As I said, four four years, guys, it has been four years that I felt like doing something different would be good. And like I said, if you want the headlines, news of the day, in depth analysis, Russia stuff, all of that, uh, you know, Russia, Trump, and uh, the executive order on immigration, and what you know, six to nine, I'll be hitting it every night for three hours. So don't think that that's not still uh, right in the center of my wheelhouse. I'm just. I got five hours of radio to do, and so I can't uh, can't do five hours of of just that. Um, so anyway, uh, on onto the media, uh, the switch. For those who are, I, look, I obviously can't speak to uh, those who are on the military side and how they could switch. I think it's probably easier in the sense that everyone one there's bipart there's real bipartisan respect for the military. Everyone recognizes what you do, 
And for a lot of them, there's not the same. Depends on what part of the military you're working in. Obviously, if you're military intelligence, this this does. You know, if you're former NSA, obviously, it does very much have the same ramifications and feeling. But um, if you are just former military, that's obviously going to be very useful. Um, but uh, the issue you have as a former intelligence guy is you've got to get over your fear of all of my opinions are classified, which. I know that'll sound strange to a lot of you, but when you come from in the intel community, that's a very real, well, because you're told to think that way, that read all of your opinions on subject matter that you know about through your work is classified. And that's really not true. It also, over time, your classified knowledge fades, erodes, and becomes less and less relevant, which is a good thing because then it's also, you're not, you're the danger of you saying something you're not supposed to or overstepping those, those lines which in some cases are bright red, in some cases they are pretty gray. Um, but that danger recedes with each, with, the, with every month. It just it just erodes and, and recedes and gets to be less and less. So, I mean, now I've been out for five years and I, it would, for, for me to really, you know, make a mistake on that level, it would, it would be either just really bad luck on my part or I'd have to be really not paying attention. It'd be very, very uh, unlike. I mean, a real mistake. And other people who will talk, oh, well, you know, are you allowed? To, are you allowed to say that you worked in the Iraq office? I'm like, well, it's on my resume, which the agency cleared, so I'm pretty sure I can say I worked in the Iraq office and I served in Iraq. Um, anyway, the, the, these are the. That's one, and that's a big hurdle for people that want to switch from the intel world and the media is you've got it because they send. But the, the, what I always tell them is, look and see the top. People in all the intel agencies, the people that run them, the the ones that have the most power and the most influence in the intelligence community, almost all of them. The first thing they do is do a book tour, get on ABC News, get on NBC, get, you know, go on CNN. This is this is now, and that just sets a tone for everyone else. So don't think for a second that they have the same obligations that you do. They do not have any special privileges. The Constitution applies to you as much as it applies to them. So, and in a lot of cases, I, I wish that the worker bee level uh, attitude and analysis and perspective on intel matters were reflected in our discourse instead of the, I was like buddy with the buddy, buddy with the president and got appointed to be, you know, look at somebody like Panetta. This guy was secretary of defense and then CIA director based on, based on what? I mean, based on being a, uh, a, a Democrat in in good standing with the DNC and with the Obama administration who would do an okay job, I guess. I mean, just you know, I'm not even I'm not even litigating whether he was good at those jobs or not. But the fact that he got them at all is is kind of amazing when you think about it. Um, but I wish that there were more people at the level of doing the day to day work reflected in the public discussion about all these events instead of the oh well I'm, I'm I was friends with the president so well you're obviously then getting a very particular and oftentimes partisan point of view. Another important point, this is a little secret that I share with people that I, I trust and know, and that includes all of you listening, which I suppose includes anybody with an internet connection because, of course, they can download the show. And, you know, anyone can download the show, but those of you listening know that, you know, though if you're listening to this show, it's you, you fall into a special category of, of awesomeness. Uh, but that is, people say things like, oh, well, Buck, you know, you can't have as much access or... You know, your, your opinion can't be as reflective of, you know, the real insider, you know, intel truth as like a former CIA director. And I'm telling you all this because I get there's an intel community is huge. People want to they want to transfer out and they want to work in media, maybe or do some public analysis. And, and they see what I've done. And some of them have reached out to me. 
Um, so I'm putting, and uh, and also former military. Even though I've I've never been military, and certainly never said I was military, but they see a connection there, and they ask me too. I, I, and as I said, I can't speak to that one as well as I can speak to the intel side of it. But here's the funny thing. Here's the little a little truth for you, a little little peek behind the curtain of uh, media reality that there's nothing that any of these uh, former very senior you know, White House counterterrorism uh, advisor or CIA director, nothing they can tell you on TV that I can't tell you on TV. Because anything that they would know from their access that would have exceeded my access would be classified. I mean, when I say nothing, okay, it's really very rare. But it's not like they can say, well, I know the real... Uh, you know, covert action program we're doing in X country. And, you know, let me tell you about it now. That would be illegal. So the analysis that I'm giving, when there's a terrorist attack in, uh, you know, in Europe somewhere, for example, they put me on TV, they put the former chairman of the House Select Committee on, on Intelligence, for example. I mean, in some cases, I'm actually just going to be more knowledgeable than those guys because congressmen, come on, let's be honest. But there's nothing that he or she is going to say that I'm not going to tell you about that incident. And oftentimes I'll be able to tell you more having actually worked on those incidents instead of just reading reports about them. Um, So that's one part of it too. So I think that helps people get over the sense of like, well, do I have, did I have enough stars on my shoulder to share my opinions publicly on this? Or did I have a a high enough, you know, uh, clearance level or whatever the case may be? Was I a senior enough? Was I, do I qualify as an intelligence official or was I just an intelligence officer? Uh, you know, I always think that's interesting. When are you an official and when are you an officer? And the answer is, if you are knowledgeable on this stuff and you're passionate about it and you think your voice matters, you should you should get out there and if you want to and do it. Just understand that it will be stressful and there will be times when you can't talk about things. And you know, as I said to you, there have been times where I've been on TV and I have been on the spot, asked things, and I knew I knew things that were not public. And I really wished, I shouldn't say wish, it would have been fun. I did not wish because I did not do. It would have been fun to have run my mouth and, and been like, well, let me tell you what's really going on. Uh, but I can't do that because I signed a lot of paperwork about it and I you know, swore an oath and I uphold it. Um, but this, by the same token, so does everyone. So does the CIA director and the DIA director and all these other, you know, NSA director. So, well, people sit there and they say, well, wh- what, do you, what can you tell us? You know, that, that you don't listen to the young guy. Listen to the old guy that's been doing this for 30 years. Well, our analysis is all in the unclassified vein. So it doesn't really matter um, that they had more access or broader access. And, and look, I'll just tell you this. I mean, there's some very senior people I came across in government, including the intel community, who are just not smart. Just bottom line, they just weren't very smart. And how they got the jobs they got or how they became so powerful or so senior, that's a, probably a long and interesting story unto itself that would be worth them telling at some point. Um, but just because somebody has a certain job in government doesn't mean they're impressive. It doesn't mean they even earned it, really. Uh, government is full of... The government is just a reflection of our... I mean, when I'm talking about the government employees, it's just a reflection of our whole society overall, meaning that you've got, the, you've got people that are so smart and so talented that you have moments of, wow, I'm glad they're working for our side, and you have people that are so lazy and so stupid and so venal and just the worst uh, that you wonder why, you know, a coalition of like tiny countries in the South Pacific can't just invade us and take over. So that's, uh, that's part of the, of the transitioning issue. And, and then well, I, I want to talk a bit about the uh, logistics 
uh, such as they are, of trying to start out in a media career. And you might, I hope some of you will find this all interesting. I'm really just putting this down, so I don't know when I'll ever get a chance to do this again. It's almost like I'm interviewing myself on my media career because nobody else has ever asked me. So I think there's a fair amount uh, that we can cover here. And uh, also by talking about this, I won't get into too much of, you know, when I, when I almost wanted to cry when all of you were uh, hanging out at Man in the Moon waiting for me to go do my Saturday show in front of like some of the most important radio executives in the country. Thanks for that. Uh, I told you about that one. What was it yesterday? Um, so let me, uh, let me come back and we'll talk about logistics of working in the media. And like I said, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, Buck, come on, I tune in because I want national security analysis, political analysis. You know, I want, I want, I want the Buck show that you've always been doing. That show is happening. It is happening today and it is happening from six to nine Eastern. Uh, these last shows I'm doing on the blaze radio are, kind of parting farewell discussions with uh, my beloved audience. So that's the way that this is going to go, certainly for today. And, and next week, we'll see. I'll probably have some fun guests on, and we'll have a little, it'll be a little more lively, everybody. Uh, today's going to be chill. It's going to be a chill show. It'll be fun. Uh, hit a break. We'll be right back. Let your voice be heard. Hello. 888-900-3393. On the Blaze Radio Network. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source, like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess. It's about reclaiming your life, and that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline, a licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. This is the Buck Sexton Show. All right, team, welcome back to the Freedom Hut. Sponsor this hour is SilencerShop.com. Silencer Shop, which has been a fantastic and longstanding sponsor of this show, is a great place to go, the best place to go to get a silencer for your firearm. You simply go to their website, SilencerShop.com. They've got fantastic testimonials there. They will walk you through the process. They've got really good customer service. They know this business. They love this business, and they are the best in the business. So uh, I know that getting a silencer requires a little bit of paperwork. Silencer Shop is the best at this, and there's no transfer fees and no shipping. So the local dealer sets the price. There's a lot of, of benefits here in the entire business model, both for local business, for you as a consumer, it's the place to go. So silencershop.com, again, the silencershop.com, 
help make the world a quieter place. I'll make your world a quieter place. Now, uh, wanted to get into a bit more on the logistics of working in media, which I know for some of you, you may be like, Buck, I'm not going to work in media, so why are you even telling me about this? But I get this question. I get these questions a lot. I've never done an AMA or no, ask, yeah, ask me anything. Um, I guess going to ABA, ask Buck anything. So this is kind of my my version of that without actually seeing questions, but having read a lot of questions, as, as I think some of you are surprised on Facebook. I, I try to get in and respond to as many Facebook comments as I possibly can, as as often as I can. I am not, uh, yeah, there, there I have a team and there are other people that have access to that, uh, to that account, but I also am just trying to, uh, in general, uh, be the one that responds because I like to know what all of you are thinking. So, um, which reminds me, by the way, if you're also listening, you have not, Facebook is going to become very important for uh, Team Buck in the weeks, months ahead, even more so than ever before. And BuckSaxon.com too. BuckSaxon.com is going to become a place where we all go and, uh, you know, are, are checking out the latest and all things Freedom Hut. And I think that there's, you know, I've got projects that are underway that we're going to put into, we're going to put into uh, use there in a way that I think you'll find really cool. And I think we're, I think we're going to do a, uh, a newsletter, which will probably be written, compiled, written, uh, put together, whatever by me. And I'm not sure how many times a week it'll be, but it's going to be really solid. Uh, writing is going to be something I'm doing more. Uh, that's that's a definite this year. Uh, probably radio and writing are going to be a much bigger part of what I do. And uh, it might not be. I mean, I'll pop up on TV here and there, but I'm quite busy between the radio and trying to write. So uh, I just realized I haven't even gotten into like the media part of this discussion, really. I just got into more promotion of what I'll be doing. But um, you can't blame me, right? I mean, it's been four years, guys. We've been together for four years, and I... I say this, and I hope you understand, I'm not asking you all to marry me. Well, I mean, I kind of am in the sense that I'm asking for a long-term relationship here. Uh, but I'm hoping you guys will be, I'm hoping that I'll have people calling me in, in 10 years and 15 years uh, saying, you know, I've been listening to you for X amount of years. So four years is great, and I thank you so much, but we've got a lot more years together. So, because uh, I'm planning on doing this radio media thing for a long time. Uh, i got to hit a break here, come back, we'll talk about the, uh, the media game, and then we'll get into some other topics too. Stay with me. This is The Buck Sexton Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Buck Sexton. Hey team, welcome back uh, to the Freedom Hut. Uh, so, all right, here here are the different ways, as I see it, that you can get into this media game. And uh, here's what it's like. Here's what it's been like from my perspective. I started out as a website writer for theblaze.com. Uh, assistant, I think my first title was assistant editor for intelligence. And I don't even know if it was intelligence and technology. It might have been intelligence and technology, which is... Kind of scary, honestly, team, because like, I don't know, I don't really know anything about technology. So uh, I do know about intelligence, but I'm not, uh, as one of you pointed out recently on Twitter, I am a guy who was proud recently for being able to set up his own printer at home, which by the way, it did take a lot. And I am proud of that. Um, but I am not your, uh, your go-to for technology needs. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not on Intel. Well, I know what, you know, I share with you and I, I try to be an astute analyst of all things intelligence, but I changed the title as soon as I could, maybe six or 12 months into, uh, editor for, uh, 
national security editor, and I had to fight a little bit to get them to change it to that because they really, uh, I mean, also assistant assistant editor. It was like, well, my assistant to the editor is like a Doug Doug or Dwight. Wait, is that a name? Dwight Schrute? Doug Schrute? What's the guy from The Office? Uh, I think it's Dwight, right? I don't remember now. Anyway, um, so uh, that was that was how I started out. And I'll say this: I've learned I learned a lot about website writing at that point in time. The upsides and the downsides of it. Those of you who are considering either starting your own blog or, and keep in mind, I threw myself into TV and radio as quickly as I could. Uh, so I have a very particular view of being a website writer. And that is that it is very, very hard to build a career as a writer for a website. Um, it's not impossible. People certainly do it. And I know plenty of people do it very, very successfully. And there are people at the Blaze who have built uh, strong audiences either within theblaze.com or outside of the Blaze with their uh, online writing. In some cases, very large audiences. Uh, like our, our friend Matt Walsh has, has built quite a quite an audience uh, with his writing. So, you know, it's possible. But from what I saw on the dot-com side, it's a job that is dominated by, um, very, when I say very young, I mean, people that are right out of college, They it is a part of the media media is a very exploitative field anyway um, especially you see it really more I think on the TV side than anywhere else because so many people are so desperate to be on TV that they'll do it for free under any circumstances no matter how bad it makes them look or how you know they're they're just uh, they're just desperate to be on TV all the time and in some cases it's a career thing in some cases I think it's just a weird ego thing I'm always amazed at some of these lawyers that I see who are practicing lawyers who seem like they want to go on TV just to be on TV, not even necessarily to advertise for their firm or, or to, and I, I'm not sure that I would want somebody for depending on the issue to be representing me based on the fact that they go on TV and yell at other people. That doesn't strike me as maybe it is effective advertising. I, I don't know. So I'm speaking beyond my, my knowledge uh, on that one, but uh, it's very hard to make a living as a, website uh, back to the website thing sorry as a, a website writer um, the, the the pay is is meager uh, pretty much everywhere uh, you'd be shocked I think a lot of you listening would be shocked to find out what even some pretty because uh, I have friends who work at all 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 of them but a lot of the different websites out there uh, people that I've come to know through this business and you know that it's pay is very minimal because what ends up happening in, in a lot of cases, is you and not just the pay, but also the career benefit is that you become an aggregator, not a writer. It's a really important distinction. An aggregator is somebody who is pulling other stories, maybe using an AP feed. If you pay for that, you have to pay for that as a website, but you pull an AP feed, you repurpose it, you add some photos and you pull all this together. And uh, then you're, you're pushing through a lot of content every day right? You're trying to, you're posting a lot. It's about volume over quality or about quantity over quality. And that can be great in the sense that it drives clicks and clicks drive revenue and also notoriety for a website. There are websites that in their pursuit of clicks, I think have done irreparable damage to their brand because they'll put almost anything that is in the news or that is viral on their front page. And they'll use headlines that I think are uh, particularly either misleading or obnoxious or inflammatory and just to get people to click because they'll see a spike in the traffic and it'll help their numbers for the month. And that's the way the game is. Now, part of the problem is that maybe, you know, you run a site that you don't want to do that, but 
you also are competing with sites that are doing that. So there is a race to the bottom effect with a lot of the aggregation that goes on on the internet. And some of the stuff that you'll see is just, you're like, well, that's just clickbait's a term you'll hear. It's totally true. And I think the great exemplar of clickbait uh, and clickbait as a business model is, is BuzzFeed. And they've been, you know, the whole cat, they do have, you know, listicles, which are, you know, which 10 characters from Game of Thrones, which character rather of these 10 from Game of Thrones are you? And then they want to put next to it some political reporter that we're all supposed to take really seriously and think is, and maybe the political reporter is great and, and, I, and is brilliant and doing, but I, I don't, for me, there, there's a disconnect there that's very hard to separate out. I mean, it's, it's the same reason why, you know, it's usually uh, you, you wouldn't want, uh, I, at least I think, you know, I, I don't know, um, but you wouldn't want to have, you know, your night, nightly news anchor um, moonlighting as a, like, you know, male exotic dancer for, you know, bachelorette parties or something. I mean, perfectly legal and everything, but it's not a good, it's not a good look to be doing both of those things. Or maybe it is, and I just, I'm very old school in my thinking. I mean, maybe this day and age probably is actually, you know. Look at him, he's a nightly news anchor, he's got great abs too, I mean, you know, whatever. So I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, but yes, I, I, see, I see these different websites and people working for them and uh, they end up aggregating instead of writing. Writing is different. Writing is you find the sources, you pull, the, you pull together the story and you're showing your skills, your thoughts, your analysis and uh, bring that all together. Um, you know, a site where you see where a site that is built on writing would be like National Review is a site built on writing. You know, these people are all writing those uh, editorials. They're writing that analysis. They're doing that themselves. Each one of those writers, whereas you know, BuzzFeed is a lot. It's like cat videos. Click on this. Click on that. But, you know, BuzzFeed has, I don't know, I, I, tens of million. I mean, in, in, the, in the 80 million range, I think, of uniques a month, maybe 100 million now. I don't know. And National Review, probably these are these numbers. But I always think it's funny. People go, oh, do you, can you say those numbers? I'm just using the Quantcast numbers, it's all totally public. You can t- type in any website that you think is interesting or want to know more about. And and certainly, if you're ever going to work somewhere, you want to do this, and it'll give you a rundown as to Quantcast.com is the site. It'll give you a rundown for free as to how many people you know roughly go to the site every month, so you can know this and you can see how sites are doing. But you know, Buzzfeed is cat video is come for the cat video, stay for the analysis. Natural Review is just analysis, and you know, one of them is pulling in 80 million and one of them is probably pulling in, I don't know, five or eight or something, something in that range, maybe. That's part of the problem is that the, and I, and I do think this is true now in, in, and the media is trying to find ways. There's still very powerful platforms that are legacy platforms, but with the rise of social media as a major, at least filter for who gets attention and who doesn't, um, this is all changing and and it forces i think part of the polarization that we see in the media now or see in politics is driven by if you want to be noticed in media you are competing with people who will just take it to the max all the time Uh, it's one of the frustrations that i have and i think that you know i I joke around with friends of mine that one day i'm just going to go rogue and have just say whatever ever the heck i want on facebook and twitter and people would find out that, you know, I'm a, I am a fan of in my personal life or my, not, I don't mean personal life as in like who I'm dating, but I just mean as a as a human being, I'm a fan of salty language. Uh, I am. I, I think salty language is very useful and I em, employ it on a regular basis in my day to day. I obviously don't do it on radio or in my work because there are young people listening. I'm 
with with what I say and, and how I conduct myself in my work. I'm trying to set a reasonable. I mean, I, I'm not trying to be anyone's you know hero or whatever, but I'm just trying to set a reasonable example and not be profane and act like a jerk uh, in my in my work. So. Uh, well, I just got lost. I don't even remember what I was what I was saying about all this stuff with the. Oh yeah, uh, you're constantly competing with people who are because you're competing for attention. It, it is media is now more than ever a giant popularity contest, and uh, I've always felt like I'll just do the best content that I can, stay true to who I am, and people who understand the value of that will support me and believe in what I'm doing and appreciate the work that I put into everything, and they realize that you know I could be. Uh, you know, I, I, I could take the bomb thrower route and, you know, you can see some right sort of right wing bomb throwers. I'm not even sure we'd call them right wing recently. Uh, one in particular who who had a quite quite a fall from grace, get a lot of attention by saying really inflammatory, aggressive things from the right. And then all of a sudden, you know, people pay attention. and Oh, it's great and everything else. But, you know, th- that has its uses. I think it also can be self-serving and I think it has inherent limitations. And if it's not who you are and it's really not who I am, I, I also don't like to get into the really uh, public fights with other media personalities. I mean, I'm happy to debate anyone. One of my big frustrations to this point in my career, I'll be honest with you, is how how infrequently I'm asked to debate issues. Some of you who saw me back in the day on Real News, and that was with fellow conservatives whom I for the most part, not all, for the most part liked, then, you know, you, I, debating is really what I thought would be at the heart of much of my, uh, my media career. And instead, I'm, I'm doing analysis and, and providing context. And, and I have a platform that I've built because of all of you. But I, they don't put me, they don't have me on the Bill Maher show. They don't put me on, they don't bring, they don't want me over at MSNBC to argue the conservative position. And uh, I think everyone realizes I, I would do well at this. And, and um, I mean, there are some who've actually told me who know the business well. And I, I think there is truth to this. Uh, self-serving thing to say, but I think it is true. There's a recognition among some of the bigger left-wing platforms out there that if they, unless they can do what CNN used to do, where you've got, I'm one of four people, you've got a host, the host gets to determine how, what order you speak in, how much time you get, the host can jump in on you. And if you try to push back too much, another person will jump in with the host. And now you just look shouty and mad. And it's not about who's making a better argument or a better case. It's just about the optics of you're shouting over a host. He's shouting over you. And there's other, you know, it just it turns into a zoo. Um, in a situation where I'd actually get to make the case, I would be dangerous for the, for their arguments. I mean, I'm also, I also don't do the, I could make really funny jokes about how, uh, you know, dumb or silly looking or whatever a lot of these people in media are. And I, I really try to avoid that. I mean, I'm not saying I've never fallen into that. And certainly politicians, I mock in a little bit more personal way than I would. But they're, they're public figures in a, in, and in a very specific context, and they're powerful. And I think that they do deserve, they deserve a lot of mockery. Uh, and that's fine. And, you know, once they move on into private life and do their own thing, I, I, I leave them alone. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't continue on with that. Um, but, Oh, now I'm, I'm there's a lot of tangents here, so I kind of lose myself on some of this. Oh, anyway, the race to the bottom. Yeah, there's just understand if you want to if you want to work in media in some capacity. I mean, those of you who have sent me your resumes for the blaze or for anywhere said, you know, do you know anyone at CNN I could talk to? And I've I by the way, whenever I say I'll forward your resume on, I always have. I just I don't have any clout. I can't make someone give anyone a job. I can barely get myself a job. Uh, so, you know, this is. Uh, this is the reality, though, is that you come into this, and I think people believe, oh, well, if I just do 
good content and I'm a and, I, and I'm honest and hardworking, I'll make it immediate. I know people that are honest, hardworking, and very smart who are either marginally still in media or have fallen out of it entirely since since I started, which is now only you know I keep saying almost six years, but it is it's almost it'll be six years in June. So in in call it six years, I've seen people that were came in even after I started and they're already done and they're smart, hardworking. And there's a lot of different reasons. There's a lot of luck that's required in this business. Uh, there's a lot of behind the scenes politics. I know this is true of a lot of business, but in media, it's even worse because you know, if you're a doctor you know, or, if, or if you're a skilled carpenter or if you can fix, uh, you know, if you're a mechanic and you can fix a car, you can fix anything, you're gonna, people will pay you to do those things. Part of the problem you have in media is that just finding someone who will pay you to do what you want to do is hard because there are so many people who want to do it and there's only so many jobs that pay to do it and it's not fair. So this then brings me to the most important bit of wisdom and, and then I have to go into a break here. Most important bit of wisdom I give anybody who wants to get into the media game is, you know, do you have a wife or a spouse? I'm not trying to be sexist, you know, but do you, do you have a spouse that you support? Do you have kids and a mortgage? If the answer to any of those questions is yes, think long and hard before switching into media as a career. If the answer to all those questions is yes, you have a spouse, you have kids to support, you have a mortgage, do not do it. That is my advice. Do not do it. So I don't tell everybody don't do it. You know, if you're a single guy or girl, you know, and you've got relevant experience, I, I sure. But if you uh, have obligations and are used to a certain lifestyle, this game is tough. I'll tell you some of the, some of the tough stories, maybe on the flip side. Stay with me, team. I hope you're enjoying my story time with Buck Friday, Freestyle Friday. I'll be right back. Buck Sexton will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Dispensing the truth. This is Buck Sexton on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey team, I went super long in the last segment as I tend to do on these story time shows because um, it is like I'm just uh, chilling here in the Buck uh, the Buck apartment, the Freedom Hut, hanging out with my friends, which is all of you, and just talking about stuff. So that means I tend to forget my uh, timing and, and the schedule of what I'm trying to do on that. Uh, join me 6 to 9 Eastern tonight. Uh, di- download the iHeartRadio app. And then you can type in Buck Sexton. You can listen live then on your iPhone, smartphone, whatever you got, uh, or on your computer, iPad, you can listen live. And certainly subscribe to the podcast, Buck Sexton with America Now on iTunes. Uh, I'm going to hit a break here, and uh, I'm going to talk to you a bit about some of the uh, some of the tough stuff you deal with in media on the other side. Freestyle Friday, story, t- story time edition continues in just a few minutes. The Buck Sexton Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. 